Matters of Influence podcast, creating awareness and alignment today to become your best self tomorrow. With your hosts, Debbie Frapp and Terry Foster Nowland. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year is right. First podcast of the year, Debbie, and we are going to open it with an author. We're going to interview Miss Alice Daly. We're so excited to have her here with us. And she is the author of a newly released book, Magic Mom. And we're going to dive into that a little bit. And, you know, I first want to say not all of our listeners are moms or females even, right? And, you know, I know from talking to Alice, one of her passions is this is about parenting even, right? These are parenting skills, if we want to call them skills that we want to talk a little bit about today. So no matter who you are that's listening, I I want you to be able to walk away with a concept or a skill or a perspective that maybe you didn't have before, right? Well, and I just want to say, let's make the, let's make magic happen. Okay. On On this particular podcast, because it's the beginning of a new year and I couldn't think of anybody better to have other than the magical Alice. Yes. Okay. <laughs> guys are the cutest. I'm so glad to be here with both of you. Like what a treat. This is so fun. Yeah. Okay. So, so Alice, I want you just to do, uh, we, we do this with everyone we introduce, do a little bullet point about yourself versus us talking about you. I think it's important for you to say, here's my life and here's what's important to us about it that got us here. Yeah. What would you say? Yeah. So after 16 years of being in day-to-day uh, residential real estate sales, um, I burned out, you know, I just, I, I hit that wall of like, how did I get here? Kind of a little groundhog that burrows and it's just working, 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 working. And I popped my head up one day and it was like, I, I got here. I don't know if I like, I, I don't like where I am. This isn't what I thought life would be. You know, I think we all have those wake up moments one day of, is this really what I want my life to be about? And not that any of it was bad because it was actually the contrary. It was all really good. I mean, we had a great house and great kids and a great career and we could travel. And I felt like uh, it was wrong for me to even think that I wanted something different because by all standards, it was all really good. And yet good is the enemy of great. And I knew for myself on the inside, there was something different and there was something more and that there was a purpose beyond what I had yet done. And I couldn't ignore it anymore. And looking back, it was probably four or five years prior to that, that I knew, but I ignored it. And yet the pain became so great that I could no longer ignore it. So I went on this little journey of, okay, what do I, what do I really want my life to be about? And I think for all of us, we find that our genius and our purpose is so close to us that we, we can't see it, right? It's Mm -hmm. like right here, Totally agree. it doesn't feel special because to us, it's like breathing. Mm -hmm. So the question that I got curious about was, and and the question I would pose to anybody listening right now is what's the question that people ask you the most that you don't even think about the answer to, like you just like can word vomit without even, you know, like you're in just this unconscious confidence 
space, but people ask you about it all the time. And when I started thinking about this question, I'm like, well, I, I don't know. I don't think people ask me anything. This, I don't, I don't think people ask me a question repeatedly. Yes, they do. We yes. all have something that people come to us yeah. for yeah. that is so natural to us. And so the question that kept coming up was, how have you guys raised four girls that are curious and kind and entrepreneurial and adventurous and well-spoken? And I'm like, oh, I could talk about that all day long. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, there's something there. And that's where the book was born. So the Magic Mom, Five Principles to Raise Entrepreneurial Kids. Like that's where the whole thing came from. And Magic being an acronym for Model, Affirm, Grace, Inquire, and Coach. And realize that everything that we've done in parenting actually lies right there in, mm -hmm. in those five words. Love that. I, I, I can really resonate with... Um you know, what you said about that real purpose, right? Because I think it's one that we all struggle with in answering the question, why am I here? What, what is it that I want to be known for? You know, however you ask yourself those questions, what makes me unique? What gift is it that I have to give to the world? It is right there all the time. And yet we don't think it's anything special. And so I can really resonate with that. And I love the fact that I, I want to just acknowledge the courage that it takes to step into that purpose. Yeah. Because there's a there's a vulnerability, I believe, when you do step into that, yeah. because that the the little self doubt in your head can just go, who am I, um, you know, to 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 speak on this and um and yet it really is what your what your purpose were and it's and it's been placed there way before we even start rec you know recognizing it and and I just I love the way you described it it got so painful. Um, that you you had to step into it. It was just no choice anymore for you. So yeah. I can I can really relate to that, and I and I'm sure that others listening can relate to that. And yeah. and um, because we all have it, it it's and just a matter step of step into it. The beautiful part about it is that you give other people permission, mm. right? So, so it it feels selfish initially to go step into your own purpose. Yeah. But when you reframe that to well, wait, who else is waiting for me to do this because they need permission? Mm -hmm. Love that perspective, Alice. Really do. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Um, and I, I love that magic is is the acronym. And when I when I first uh when I first saw the, the title of your book, and I was just like, okay, cool. And um it, I, I gotta tell you, it's like when I looked at the acronym, I was like, oh, this is a little bit different than I thought mm -hmm. it was going to be because I I saw the world on the word entrepreneurial and I immediately thought. Oh, she's teaching kids to own their own business. No. <laughs> and and you talk about that in the book, actually, about what entrepreneurial really kind of the the uh, the definition that you want to. I'd love for you to share that. Um, yeah, because I think would. when we hear the word entrepreneurial, we think, OK, well, I need to own my own business or my kid's going to start the next Google or something like that. But the reality is, is that moms are the most entrepreneurial beings on the planet because mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is about taking any risk yes and taking initiative i don't know anything require that requires more um risk taking and initiative than becoming a mother very true you have this baby good luck yes. right? there's the rule book that tells you what to do and how to win Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist. And every child is different. And the, the, 
one of, one of the cool things about the book is it kind of evolved and as it's come out to the world is realizing um, moms I mean, and dads will pick up the book because it's like, oh, here's how I can help my kid. Yes. And what it actually is, it's a personal growth book, self-disguised as a parenting book. Because yeah. as parents, we will do anything for our kids. Yet the reality is the best thing we can do for our kids is look in the mirror. Mm. Right. So, so the M is modeling. And I start off the, the epigraph of the book. One of the quotes is from Carl Jung, which um, has really transformed my life. And, and what he says is that the greatest burden on a child is the unlived life of a parent. Oh, mm -hmm. Yes. And I, the question that I ask moms is, hey, you know, when you look at your own life and childhood, and when you look at your mom, would you say that your mom, would you have described your mom as happy? Mm. And I'll tell you, 99% of people that I ask that question to, they're like, oh yeah, no, my mom, I wouldn't, happy is not the word that I would equate with mom. Yeah. Mom yeah. did what mom needed to do for the family to work. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Martyrdom is more what we see from moms. Yeah. Okay. So if that's what your mom was, how would your kids describe you? Would your kids use the word happy when they look at your life? That's a sobering question, right? It would is. my kids describe me as happy? Because I don't know a mom that wouldn't be willing to die for their kids. Sure. But would you be willing to fully live for them? Ooh. Wow. That's a better question. Okay, yeah. let's take that one in. Yeah. So true. So true, Alice. And what does fully living actually mean? Do we yeah. even know what it means? Right? For us, when I started to get in this space, I'm like, you know what? We don't live. We're we want to live. Yeah. We've kind of made it work. We were living in Baltimore and it was where my family was and we built a really great business. And yeah. when I looked at it, I'm like, I feel like I'm dying on the inside. Mm -hmm. There's no judgment around right. the city, the town, our friends, because they were all good. Yeah. But yet in me, there was something that's like, I've always wanted to live in the South. I've always wanted warm weather year round. <laughs> You got it. Amen. <laughs> well, kinda. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was like part of part of our journey was, you know what? We're gonna move to Texas. It makes sense to a lot of people. Sure. But it sure. meant fully living for me. Yeah. And the kids got to watch that. And I got to say, you know what? We're gonna go give this a try as a family. And if we do this for a year and it doesn't work and we move back. I would rather that we have tried it and failed and mm -hmm. never tried at all. Because I think a lot of moms are like, well, I'll wait till the kids are older, sure. they're out of the house, and yeah. then I'll go live. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which but is, yeah, when that point comes, yeah. you've got, you're, you're way older, mm -hmm. you're more set in your kind of your patterns and your ways. It's harder to make some of those adjustments. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. Something never comes. Yeah. You, you need to live, you know, part, you know, your A, which is affirm, right. In, in the acronym, you know, affirming, we tend to think means, you know, affirming others. And it's not, it's about, you know, how does it enable you, your subconscious to help me find the answers and by modeling and living, well, I'm going to use your, your words, living in front of your children. 
Yeah. yeah. Instead of waiting for the, this isn't, this is huge to, for me to hear this myself because Absolutely. I would say our generation waited to live until the nest was empty. Yeah. Absolutely. And they learned, they didn't learn from us by us doing that. No. Right. I they agree. learned. Yeah. We didn't do bad, but they didn't learn what living really was. I know mine didn't. I will speak until no. they were like 16, 17 years old when I was forced to go, okay, life could be short. And they need to spend time with their father. Absolutely. Right. In special in, in experiences. And I waited for 16 years to do that. You didn't do that, Alice. And part of affirmation is what you're doing that gives back to your own subconscious. So absolutely. I was looking at that last night, going, all of these have to do with us. They have absolutely. nothing to do with what we do good as a skill for parenting for our children. Yeah. Or even honestly, even the the title, the job title, mom, right? So I think about that. It's it's you know I totally get where Terry's coming from, and and so agree. I I remember a time when um, I was a single mom of two boys, raised them. They're both gone now, right? <laughs> and I struggled for a year and a half to figure out what what do I do now? Yeah. Like I had no like. Well, they were my why, because I got up every day to provide for them, to make sure. And yes, there were some amazing things that I was able to do as a single, as a single mom. And, and, and one of those is I get to see both of my boys living in their passion today. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I broke some of the cycles that had, that had plagued, like, you know, my, my, my son graduated with a PhD, for example. Right. And I was the first one in my whole family to even graduate from college. So, so I got to see a lot of those good things, but I remember the pain of that. I didn't even know who I was as an individual. I was like, my role was mom. Yeah. Now what do I do? So yeah. totally, I, I just so appreciate that of how it's looking in the mirror and it's being willing to live. And, and I love giving them the lesson of failure here, you know, that, Hey, if it doesn't work out because the way that so many um and and now I'm, I'm i'm almost reliving this whole thing through my grandchildren i think terry can wow. probably relate to that right it's like now it's like i want my grandkids to see what failure looks like yes i because also can want them do that in a safe environment now absolutely because yes. it's not there it's not that it's not going to happen it's right. a matter of it will. When. yeah well when i was a mom i wanted to prevent them from failing right <laughs> And now it's just like, get out there and try it. Yeah. If you fail, it's okay. And so it's, it's a whole, um, I, I think grandchildren and one of these days you'll get to, you'll get to experience that, um, Alice, like Terry and I do, but it's like, I look at grandparenting is it's your do-over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why I love it so much. I'm like, I'm getting to do this whole thing all over again. And I have learned more about me. Oh Yeah looking at the eyes through the eyes of my grandchildren than I, than I've ever given myself permission to do. So I just, so, so I think, so I think that's really interesting, right? Because I think that goes to the, actually the G of magic, which is grace. Yes. Right. Absolutely. You having grace for yourself and more grace with them yeah. than you ever would have your own children Absolutely. because you're, you're just wiser. Yeah. Yeah. You're just wiser to have, to have yeah. grace for, for them, but really more importantly, I think for ourselves, yes. we need to have that grace and 
um, I talk about in the book, just, I, I think we've, we've mistaken a lot of things that are grace for ourselves as luxuries, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, no, no, no. Like this is like getting the oil changed in the car. You wouldn't let your car run bone dry. You, every 3000 miles, you're going to get the oil changed. So what are those things as women, as, as, as moms that we can do for ourselves that are oil changes, right? Like for me, that's okay. Am I, am I going to the doctor regularly just to get checked up and getting blood work done and getting a massage and going to the chiropractor and taking vitamins and, um, you know, taking a walk, going and journaling, going and having coffee by myself because I want to, (laughs) what are you saying, saying that those are luxury items and those are like the equivalent of an oil change and just me having grace with myself. Mm, I love that. You know, I, I, the word that came to mind as you were describing that, I remember um, a, a gentleman that was, he was an important part of my world. I worked with him very closely. He said to me one day when I was talking about those things that you just mentioned, he goes, man, you're high maintenance. Mm. So the the whole, wow. to be able, and I didn't know how to respond to that because yeah. I was just like, I am not high maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just what I need to be at my best self, right? Yeah. But just even the even the perception of when we do those kind of things of how that may be interpreted, I think is important, yeah. which is even more reason why we should be giving ourselves the grace. Yeah, it's 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 reminding ourselves, yeah, that we deserve that. And giving ourselves the we need it. else says that to us, realizing that's their own baggage. True. Yeah. They're not doing that for themselves. So they're casting judgment on what we do. Yet there's going to be somebody else that looks at it and says, huh, they gave themselves permission to do that. I wonder what it would be like if I did that for myself too. Uh Yeah. Yeah. And some of that is passed on from the way we were brought up. So I don't do things for my, for myself that may seem self selfless, Mm -hmm. but actually it's selfish to myself. Right. So, and we didn't do it because we didn't do those things. We didn't spend that money and we didn't. Right. Um, so this is, this is a good conversation for a lot of people out there, whether you're your mom, dad, male, female, yeah. Giving yourself grace. We could do a whole podcast on just that one, the G it's the whole oxygen mask analogy, right? It's yeah. Super overused, but it's overused because it's a good one. Yeah. 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 And it's so I, no I one think else I, is any good if we're not taking care of ourselves. Yeah, I think that's the answer to how do we give ourselves grace without feeling guilty about it? Because uh, it is, it's self-care. We, it, you know, it's selfless because we're taking care of others better if we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Okay. What about Inquire, Alice? Tell us a little bit more about Inquire. We've got Model of Firm Grace, now Inquire. Yeah, so the whole book, it's funny because you know, the people, I think we pick up parenting books because we think like, oh, I'm going to pick this up and it's going to tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this isn't going to tell you what to do. It is going to challenge maybe some of the ways that you think. And it's not about knowing any of the answers. It's about becoming more skilled and asking better questions. We don't need to know the answers. And I think that's one of the most freeing parts about parenting um, and why you can parent multiple children you know, that are all, they're so different. Like my four girls, like they look like one another. Like you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, they're, they all felt the same tree, right? <laughs> but they're so different yeah. and I don't need to be a different person for them, but I do need to ask different questions 
for each of them. And that opens up the world and I don't need to know the answers. So inquire is all about living from a place of curiosity as opposed to judgment. Yeah, love that. that's good. You're, you're, you're exactly right. Um, your girls go from one end of the spectrum to the other, not good or bad, <laughs> not right or wrong. They are all very four different humans and beautiful and very, you, you, when you were with them, Debbie, I know you got to be a part of that. It was like, it's, it's a gift. To they're be, powerful. To be it's a gift. Yeah, it yeah. really is. And, um, and it will, it will be, it will be so fun. And I know you're excited about this too, but just on the sideline to, to see the impact that they make, um, in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, because, I, because they're equipped. It, oh, for sure. And I, and I think all of our kids can be that way and it doesn't have to wait until some, they're doing know, it now. Predetermined moment of, oh, well, once they graduate or once, like, I think all of our kids have the ability to do it right where they are right here and now, if we create this safe container for them to be able to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And they are, they're making a, making a difference already in the world in the impact that they have and the influence and um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch. Okay. So, so coach. I think we're that's all a three coaches. We're, we're all three coaches. So coach, <laughs> talk about, talk about the C, the coach. Yeah. Okay. So there, there, there's different roles that we get to play for our, for our children. And I think from zero to 18, we get to play the role of coach and coaches have a vested interest in how the game ends up. And sometimes as coaches, we call the play. And sometimes we let them as the player call the play. And I think if we do our job really well, they come back to us when they leave home and ask for our advice as a consultant. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely. earn the right to become the consultant uh, yeah. by doing a really good job as coach. Um, but I w- but I want to shift that for a second and talk to the parent as you know who's coaching you, mom. Who's coaching you, dad? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's nothing you know we, 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 there's nothing that says that we have to have this all figured out for our kids. Like our, I think we all remember you know the moment at which we realized our parents were human, <laughs> like. Like, oh, they didn't really know it all. And by my kids watching me have a coach, they get to know that really early. Mom doesn't have it all figured out. Mom's still growing. Yeah. And so to to model having a coach for myself, for them, so that they see this as a normal thing. Like you don't stop growing just because you graduated from high school. Absolutely. You don't stop growing just because you now have a career and are married with kids like that hopefully never stops for them yeah Yeah. because it's choice you know I it reminds me and I don't I don't know where this came from and 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 I don't have the exact statistic Um, I remember somebody asking a question or making some type of statement of the percentage of people once they graduate and whether it's high school or college most people are, are, are at least having some experience with college that that's the last time that they ever really read a book. Yes. And they stop growing. So I, I love what you, you know, what you said there is that this is about, are you continuing to grow? Cause I don't know how many times I've had people go, when, are, when, when do you go to enough classes? When do you go to enough trainings? When do you, yeah. when do you read enough books? I mean, they've made fun of me whenever I've moved and they helped me move and they go, why do you have 150 boxes that just have books in it? Yes. And it's because the norm out there 
it does not necessarily have a growth mindset that there's like an ending point. Oh, okay. I graduated from college. I don't need to read anymore. I don't right. need to grow anymore. I've arrived. And um, I, I think that's probably one of the biggest mistakes as adults that we may, the mm -hmm. mindset that we buy into that our growth is now over. Yeah. And when you look at the human, the six human needs, like growth is yeah. one of our six human it needs. It is. We yeah. need to. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, it is. Um, Alice, I know we're going to wrap up yet. I want to ask you, Debbie and I, you know, there's a couple of questions we were talking about. They were like, yeah, yeah, we want to ask that too, right? Um, one of mine, uh, Debbie, I'll let you ask the other one about the co-authors that we talked about. Yes. But, you know, you reference a lot um, about your daughters because you're a, you're, a, you're a mom, you're a daughter mom, right? Yeah. How would you tell somebody or how would you advise dads or moms that are reading this book or going to come to a training that you're going to do or a retreat or whatever that is, how would you advise them to utilize this material with their sons? Oh, that's so easy. It's no different, right? Because they're principles and principles apply no matter what and where. And the reason I geared it towards daughters is obviously because I have four daughters. Sure. Because I tell a lot of girls stories. Um, but some of the feedback that I've gotten, some of the best feedback I've gotten so far is from a divorced dad of a son, right? Because he's like, oh, all of this is applicable. Like at the end of each chapter, there are questions or reflection questions. Um, so the, the reality is I could have written this and it could have been to any for any child. Yeah. And they're just principles. So that's super easy. There you go. Because, you know, one of the things that we sat around the table and talked about when we were at your beautiful retreat at your home was how do you take this and make it applicable? Is it geared towards women? Is it geared towards daughters? No. So I want everybody to hear that. And then yeah. we'll talk about like kind of what the goals are possibly before we get off. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, Debbie. Well, um, here, here was my question, Alice, because uh, you had some co-authors in this book and they were your amazing daughters. <laughs> and um, I, I think as a mom and as a grandma, I was reading those and I just went, wow, for them to, to verbalize and put in writing, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to put it in writing of um, what it's been like to be your daughter mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to see the words that they wrote. Um, I'm just wondering when you read what they did for the first time. What was that experience like? I think like any parent, like if you were to ask your child to write something, there's a little bit of like, Oof, did I, how, 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 did, how did I do, right? Because they're the ultimate scorecard, right? Of, of, of what of your life work. And um, I think it's a great question to pose for, listeners as to, you know, hey, what do you want your kids to be able to say about you, right? And, and much like, we'll, we'll talk about, um, you know, when you're, when it's your final breath, and they're reading the eulogy at your funeral, what do you want them to say? Same thing about your kids. Okay, what do you want them to say? Because that informs how you live your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it's because I gave that some thought as to, gosh, what do I hope they'd say one day? Um, that created the intention in the parenting. And gosh, when I read it, I was like, wow, you know what? We did all right. We did all right because it, we, we never wanted to teach them what to think. We wanted to teach them how to think. 
And all of them think very differently. They have different thoughts on different, I mean, they will get into it on different subject matters. But what I look at and marvel at is, oh, but they know how to think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I'm really proud of is that they know how to think because then when you launch them into the world, like they're going to be okay. Yeah. Because yeah. they know how to, they know how to think. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what are you, what, what are you going, what is your next big project that you're putting out there that, um, people might be able to connect with you or to you other than the book Um, and some of these podcasts that you've been on, (laughs) what is a way that anybody could connect with you at the next level? So, so the first way is go hop on Facebook and join the magic mom community. So we'll have conversations on that uh, through that medium and connect on Instagram, just Alice Daly. And then um, what I'm passionate about are, entrepreneurial moms and it doesn't necessarily mean that you've you know got this big business because it's almost a it's it's almost a misnomer right because mom all moms are entrepreneurs but having this mindset of like no 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 this is I'm taking risk I'm taking initiative and so we're creating these 90-day experiences these um that will include a retreat component at our home and um we're just going to get groups of women together because one of the things that's lacking is community and friendship amongst us women that we're all going through the same thing, yet we need to slow down life enough to be able to experience it and then experience it together. So the magic mom experience is what's coming next. And so if you want information on that, just connect uh, via Instagram or the website or Facebook, and we can certainly talk more about that. And then we've also got a course, a self-study course, if you're wanting to go that route, but lots of different entry points to get involved because what I really care about is just having more conversations around um, how we raise this next generation of children to be empowered, to live full lives. And as parents, how do we know at the end of it, you know, when, when, when our time comes that we can say that we confidently, that we lived fully and that we modeled that for them. Perfect. Beautiful. Love it. I told you guys this was going to be magical. Yeah. Um, and we will we will definitely make sure that we um, that we put the connections to how to get uh, the Magic Mom book and um, and and your Facebook community and so forth. And Alice, thank you. Um, it's been a refreshing conversation. I knew it would be so glad that we that we had you here and just uh, thank you for all that you do and and for the, the for the light that you are in the world. Just mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. It's an honor. Yeah. Appreciate you. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Super cool. Let's close this out.